Blog Talk Radio. Hi, Dylan. Good chatting with Hi, you. Hi, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we meet again, and so uh, let's just jump right in here. So, okay, so well, as the whole world knows, last week uh, Tiger Woods had a major car accident in LA, multiple serious injuries. Um, do you, do your sources have any additional information that maybe everybody else does not know that you can share with us? Well, yes, I can tell you that uh, according to my sources, Tiger is uh, now out of bed and. Uh, whilst not walking, he is in a wheelchair, which is a significant step from uh, being bedridden to being able to be uh, in a wheelchair and able to be moved around the facility in which he is in, in California. And this is obviously a very positive step for uh, he and his family, who obviously feared the very worst after that uh after the news broke of that particular car accident. Yeah, it, that accident, that car, I should say, looked like a somebody took a piece of paper and just balled it up tightly. It was scary looking, that car. Whoa. Well, okay. I mean, yeah, look, it was a, it, it, the, the scenes of... Um, the scenes that we saw obviously made everybody fear the worst. Mm-hmm. I think in that, actually, in these types of scenarios, uh, the question is now going to be, can uh, Tiger bounce back in his career and how long will it take? And if so, at what capacity will he be able to return to the tour? Um, but I think that there will be a burning desire from him to to want to, to return and, and continue to... Um, be on the path that he rebuilt himself to after years and years of bad performance. Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, sports experts, some are saying, oh, his career is over, but then a lot of them are saying, well, maybe he'll be like uh, the Alex Smith, the Washington quarterback who had all of those 17 surgeries and came back and, you know, in two years and he, he's, he's back. So hopefully that will happen for Tiger Woods. He's been through a lot of surgeries as, as it is. Um, no doubt that surgeries would be an impediment, um, but the question is, what sort of rehabilitation is he prepared to undergo, and 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 how significant will that rehabilitation be? Yeah, you've done a lot of uh, several best-selling books on high-profile celebrities. Do you have any plans to do one on Tiger Woods in the future? You know, uh, the Tiger story is a very interesting one. I did enjoy the HBO documentary. It uh, shone some new light, but not necessarily a hell of a lot of new light into the scenario. I don't necessarily think it's a type of subject that I want to explore next. We tend to know most of the answers to the questions surrounding uh, his particular story and scandal. And my brand of journalism is more in line with um, the pursuit of uh, stories that don't have necessarily have a resolution. So uh, Tiger's not on the agenda, but many else are. 
Uh-huh. You know, we never see his mom a lot. Is she just a shy person that doesn't like the spotlight? Is that what it is? Well, I mean, vividly you can remember his mom uh, sitting in the front row and, and being the first to kiss him after he made the uh, televised uh, national apology. We have not seen a lot of her, and I think that's got a lot to do with the scandal itself. Um that was an important moment in time that she'd be seen to be supportive of her son. She still remains supportive of her son. Um, but obviously, uh, the unwanted media attention and being unwittingly cast in that uh, particular scandal was one which uh, I can only imagine would have taken a tremendous toll against her and other members of the extended family. I want to get to your current book uh, on Chris Jenner, but I want to ask you this really fast, since Harry and Meghan are back in the news, and you did a best-selling book about them as well. What did you think of the uh, James Corden interview with Prince Harry? Well, look, I thought it was revelatory, but let's face it, the Oprah Winfrey interview with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry uh, is poised to shock the very foundations that is Buckingham Palace. Um, it comes at an interesting time for the royals uh, with Prince Philip, uh, the patriarch of the family, at age 99, hospitalised and believed to be potentially in grave illness. Um, I think that uh, he's going to be central to a lot of what is discussed in that interview with Oprah Winfrey. Um, he's had a long list of gaps, including alleged racism remarks, and I think you're going to find that Meghan Markle says that behind the gilded, cave, uh, gilded walls of Buckingham Palace that there was an undercurrent of racism that existed as the first uh, commoner American and black uh, woman to marry into the House of Windsor. So that interview by its very nature looms to be the most significant interview since Princess Diana sat down with Martin Bashir and infamously said that she married three people. Um, well, there were three people in the marriage, Camilla Parker Bowles, Prince Charles, and herself. Uh, this interview is in many ways potentially paralyzing for the royal family. The question is, how much currency does Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have here in the United States? Are they already considered to be on the outs in the UK and will this only continue to ostracise them, not only from their family, but from the British public too? Okay, the, the, the racial, potential racial aspect revelations, that's one thing that Buckingham Palace could be very concerned about. Is there anything else that you think that that Oprah interview is going to reveal that's really got Buckingham Palace so nervous? Well, I think that, that, that what we've gleaned from the snippets that have been released so far is that Harry is going to say that uh, the intrusion that uh, Meghan faced as a result uh, of being a member of the royal family had the potential to follow in the footsteps of what happened to Princess Diana. Now, I can't take that on face value because, quite frankly, here is a couple that want to avoid the limelight, but yet have moved to the place where the limelight shines no brighter. Uh, 
than anywhere else, and that is California. So I think that that needs to be put into uh, a level of perspective. It's not a very credible argument in my mind. I do think that uh, they ought to be given a, their own platform to be able to say what they want to say, but at the same time, uh, it has to be put into context. Certainly, the media intrusion upon it is not nearly what it has been if it was uh, in the United Kingdom, and that is because of COVID and their inability to be out and about and therefore the subject of the paparazzi. And to further speak of moms of celebrities, um, where is and, and what's going on with Megan's mom, Dari? Was it Dara? Daria? Dora, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I think she remains uh, the, the grandmother in chief, uh, Archie, um, and then the newborn. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's actually very sad to think that uh, the queen at age 94 may never actually be able to see these children again. That That, that is a, a heartbreaking thought, but one that looms large as a result of the pandemic. And gulf that exists between Prince Harry and the royal family now. Megan's dad has been very quiet uh, the past year or so. Nothing from him. So what? any update on what he's doing? Uh, that's uh, might have a lot to do with the fact that there is a legal uh, suit uh, in the United Kingdom where Megan is suing uh, on the basis of privacy, uh, and that her privacy was breached as a result of the leak of a letter that she sent to her father um, and published in the Mail on Sunday newspaper. Central to that case is Thomas Markle, uh, because it related to what he was saying at the time and doing at the time and whether or not he was going to attend the wedding. Um, so I can understand exactly uh, why... Um, he might be quiet at this juncture. Maybe once bitten, twice shy might have been the learning thing here, having been the subject of so much media attention for so long. And finally, let's move on to your current book, Dirty, Sexy, Money, the Unauthorized Biography of Chris Jenner. I uh, got the book in my hand, finally, I got it. Um, so Kanye and Kim are fish officially getting a divorce, paperwork's been filed. What are your sources telling you, what was the main root cause for their divorce? Well, it follows a very well-worn path for many of the men in the lives of um, the Kardashians. They tend to have an expiration date. At the time that Kim met Kanye, um, his star was much brighter than hers, and her star is now much brighter than his. And that, uh, in many ways, speaks volumes about uh, what, uh, what the Kardashians are capable of doing. As I said, a well-worn path. Uh, there was Chris Humphreys before that and another first husband for Kim, Scott Pissick, Tristan Thompson, Lamar Odom, Tiger, many other individuals that um, they are uh, seduced into the world of the Kardashians and then extradited from the Kardashians when their work is no longer. 
And if you trace it back, it's a very similar story to Kim Kardashian, uh, to Kris Jenner, I should say. She had a relationship with a golf pro at a very young age, traveled the world, then moved to California, uh, to Los Angeles in California, and met then a, a businessman and up-and-coming lawyer in uh, Robert Kardashian. And then when the opportunity came for her to find love uh, with Caitlyn Jenner, formerly known as Bruce Jenner, she moved very quickly on to him. Um, so the Kardashians have an, a bit of a habitual path when it comes to the men uh, in their lives. Yeah, it does seem like it's a shelf life, you know, like, you know, cheese or milk or something or bread. Uh, that expiration date, what's the number? Usually seven years, five to seven years for guys in, in that circle or what? Something like that? Yeah, I'm not necessarily sure, but, you know, in, in recent times, we know that Kanye spoke out against the Kardashians. He's had his support for President Donald Trump. And he was creating more negative headlines than positive headlines. And make no mistake, Chris Jenner controls what happens within that family. And she exerted a tremendous sense of pressure on her daughter. And, um, you know, I have no doubt that, um, that the pressure that she exerted on her daughter was a, a significant um, decision. Um, that played on her mind when deciding to file divorce papers against the Now, your book raises, uh, and the chapters are just so fascinating. Everybody needs to go out and get the book, Dirty, Sexy Money, the Unauthorized Biography of Kris Jenner. One of the things that your book raises the question about whether or not someone other than Kris Jenner was responsible for selling Kim's sex tape video, which really launched her into the public eye. Comment more about that. Well, it's been one of those great questions that the Kardashians have always lobbied legal threats at if anyone dare go near it. But let's face reality. A sex tape cannot be released unless there is the consent of both parties. Otherwise, it is a violation of the law in many states, not the least but in California. Ultimately, uh, the Kardashian version of events is that the story or the tape was leaked and then they had to, um, the producer had to secure the support of uh, a, a Kim uh, to release that tape. Now, what, what we know is that ultimately she did sign off on the tape, but whether or not that tape was conceived as an idea to build her starter is the great question. The Kardashians deny that being the case. But other people, and other sources very close to the situation, say that she was a willing participant in it and that the whole process was done for that exact reason. Since you are such a... Uh you know, a veteran journalist and, and breaking stories and such an entertainment. Um, was there anything in particular with the Kardashian circle that even surprised or shocked you that you found out or your sources revealed for you? Well, I think there's always uh, fascinating tidbits of information that you learn as a result of investigating the Kardashians. One is just how real it's shown. It is very real. And I'll give you one example. I, uh, I, um, at the 
they played off that and ripped off that for the entire season. So uh, it was almost like the beast feeding the beast in creating their storyline. That said, this is a family that was able to secure 20 seasons of a reality television show. And whilst it might have ended up with less than a million viewers a week, and its peak had four or five million, you've got to consider that in many ways they created this. They created the phenomena that is reality television. It replaced soap operas. And from there, they've been able to turn that into a social media empire to push and market their own brands and products. And in many ways, I think that's a very empowering thing. for all the women and, and a great success story from Chris Jenner. And in some ways, it is uh, the epitome of the American dream. Well, yeah, love them or hate them, uh, you got to give Chris Jenner her props as far as being a businesswoman uh, and their brand. She's done an amazing, remarkable job. She really has. Got to. Yes, she has. Well, last question here. Uh, what are your sources telling you about the dating lives currently of Kim and Kanye? Are they dating other people or thinking about it or, or what? Not yet, but I can assure you that everyone's going to, everybody is going to be watching um, what happens next. Perhaps less about Kanye, but more about Kim. Um, she could end up, I've often judged, be the loose Taylor yes. uh, of our generation. Yes, definitely so. Hey, is she still pursuing the, the, the law, being becoming a lawyer, studying the law uh, books and such? I'm sorry, what was the question? Is Kim, is she still pursuing uh, a career of becoming a lawyer? She is, and, and that is a very noble cause that she has done, is to mm-hmm. uh, study uh, law uh, and get a Juris Doctor um, doctorate uh, so that she can campaign for people that uh, have supposedly been locked up uh, against uh, against the, the, the nature and volume of the evidence. And she's obviously very successful in having a number of women released from the Trump administration. And she is being uh, taught uh, by Van Jones from CNN and others uh, in this pursuit of the Jewish doctorate, um, which really is a, a tremendous uh, effort on her behalf, one for which she should be applauded. I agree with you totally. I really applaud her for that. And I know you've got to go here, but can you give us uh, your next book? What are you are you working on it already, or is it almost finished, or what? Who will it be about? Uh, working on a, a, a Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein oh, book. Uh, it's not necessarily a retelling of what we do know. I already have published Epstein, Dead Men Tell No Tales. But this is an exploration of how these two were able to roam um, throughout the United States seemingly without consequence when many people knew of their activities. And it is an exploration of who knew what when they knew it, how they knew it, and why they did nothing to stop it. And the U.S. government is implicated significantly in this. And I think that the information that I uncovered along with my co-authors 
will strike at the very foundation of our democracy. And there are some very serious questions that need to be asked on both sides of the aisle as to why this was able to happen. And hundreds of young women's lives were compromised uh, as a result of it. Wow, Dylan, I can't wait for that one either. Now, how soon will that, that book be released? Uh, we're aiming to release that around the time of uh, the Galay Maxwell trial. Okay. So in uh, July this year. Well, you know, if I can get hold of you, you're always welcome. I was telling your publicist, I said, if Dylan needs to reschedule, I don't care. I'll arrange my whole day around talking to Dylan because you have such good <laughs> Inside, you're always welcome here. So, uh, July, June, I look forward to chatting with you again. Unless, of course, celebrities are always up to something. We we need to talk to you in between before then. So, as always, thank you, thank you so much for what you do. It's thank you. Very entertaining. So, I'll hopefully talk to you in a few months or a few weeks. You're welcome. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. And his dog, too. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VGW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus